by Passion Church, the DeSoto County campus, the fun church in Horn Lake, Mississippi. For more information, visit us at www.mypassion.church. You're going to have to keep your joy. Psalms 126 verse 2 says, We were filled with laughter, and we sang for joy. And the other nation says, what amazing things the Lord has done for them. Yes, the Lord has done amazing things for us. What joy. Say, what joy. What joy, what joy it is to be a Christian. That is, our, that is our legacy. That is who we are. That is our birthright as Christians to be able to walk in the joy of the Lord. That's what sets us apart in the line at Kroger. I mean, otherwise, how are they even going to know we're saved? We have to tell them? The joy of the Lord ought to be evident in our lives. Say, woohoo! Woo Some of you saying, why do you keep saying woohoo last week if you wasn't here? I told you, sometimes I'm driving with Angie in my car, and I'll look over, and she have a, she being having a bad day or something, and I'll say, Angie. She'll say, what? I say, say woohoo! You'll feel better. She'll look over me like that, and woohoo! I say, no, say it like you mean it. Woohoo! Woo and she'll say it. And I say, you feel better? And she goes, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, there's a spiritual principle in the woohoo. Last week we talked about fill her up. You know, what do we need? What, what do we need for this journey? What's going to get us from our point of salvation to the finishing of our sanctification? It is fueled by joy. Yes. The joy of the Lord is our strength. When I was a teenager, my papa brought home a brand new Yamaha three-wheeler to his farm. It was for farm purposes, you know. That was, that was all he was going to use it for. He wasn't going to let me and my little brother ride it. You know, that was his intentions. But he had no idea the begging power of two young teens. Before you know it, we was riding all over Shaw, Mississippi on that three-wheeler. We was known as the Dusty Duo. We was hitting every turn row and gravel road. Man, we was wearing that three-wheeler out. But then some thunderheads came in, you know, and it rained for about three days. And we were stuck in the house talking about boring. But I think Papa had it worse because he was stuck in the house with us, and he couldn't wait for it to stop raining, you know. Anyway, the thunderheads broke for a moment there one afternoon, and me and Heath ran outside, and we went for the three-wheeler. We got on it, and we looked over there at the side of Papa's yard. You know, he lived in the country out on a farm. And over there where his best Bermuda was growing, you know, his good standard Bermuda, it was about six inches underwater. And we said, hey, let's drive the three-wheeler over there and splash some water. So we got to driving, and we realized that, that once you drove through that water a couple of times, it started turning to mud. And then I really, really got fun. And before you know it, we had cut us out a figure eight and was racing and timing each other and having a big old time. He's coming sideways, you know, around there. Man, I'm telling you, we was, we, I don't know where Papa was, but I gl was glad he wasn't around. 
And then Heath, of course, he started claiming that me as the official timekeeper was cheating. That made me mad, you know, so the competition got more fierce. And so we began to time each other, and then it, we began to press that gas stronger and stronger around it. And as we was doing this, the mud was getting muddier and slipperier and frothier, you know. It was, I mean, it was getting to where the, the, the tires wouldn't even grip anymore. It was like a barefoot bow weevil trying to ski in a bowl of buttered boiled okra. You know, it just wasn't, it wasn't going nowhere. And, and so, but the competition was getting more fierce, but the traction was getting less. So we started giving it everything. And that poor engine, pretty soon there was a cloud again. But it wasn't the Thunderheads. It was, had a more oily smell to it. <laughs> that little engine was being taxed for all it was worth. And I, was, I remember coming around that last thing, and I was trying to get the best time. And, of course, I wasn't going about a half a mile an hour because the wheels was just going, going about this fast, you know, giving it everything. <laughs> Our times were getting progressively worse, Joe. But I was trying to get to that finish line. And all of a sudden, And I looked over at Heath. He looked over at me, and I hit the start button. Nothing. Oh, I don't remember exactly what we said, but I think it was something akin to uh-oh. Because if that zesty Italian grandfather of mine came out of that house and saw that mud puddle we had dug in his good Bermuda, and his brand-new four-wheeler sitting there smoking, locked up. I don't know if we'd have survived. Now, neither me or Heath knew how to pray at that time. But it was a good time to learn. <laughs> and we hit our knees in that mud. And I don't know what we said, but I'm sure it was something like, uh-oh. <laughs> Help! God, please! And you know what happened? I'll tell you later. You know, sometimes situations like that will draw you closer to the Lord, won't they? Psalms 28, 7 says, The Lord is my strength and shield. See, we didn't know these scriptures. I trust him with all my heart. He helps me. Say, he helps me. Like I said, he will meet you at the point of your faith. He will meet you where you will meet him. Do you trust him with your, all your heart? Is he, do you consider him your strength and your shield? Because he wants to prove that he is, but he won't prove that he is till you give him permission. Through your faith. And my heart is filled with joy. You see, that's the birthright of a Christian. To have somebody on your side. Say, he helps me. God wants to help you. Nehemiah told us that the joy of the Lord is our strength. Now, who is Nehemiah to say that? He was just a cupbearer. 
serving a king in a foreign land that had been, when, in the, when the Babylonians had ransacked Jerusalem and Israel. And he was not anybody special. He was just a common laborer. But the Lord called Nehemiah. The Lord said, Nehemiah, I want you to go back and rebuild my walls. You don't have to be somebody of a pedigree. Nehemiah wasn't born the son of a king. Nehemiah was just a common server in the house. Like all of us. And God said, I'm going to call you to lead my people. And so God gave him his vision. And Nehemiah simply told the people, look, here's what God wants to do. He told the king first and got the king's permission. And then he went and he brought a contingency with him that, that he was able to say, here's God's vision. Let's go do it. Do we have a vision? God gave him a vision. And so Nehemiah simply stepped into what God was calling him to do. He motivated the people to build God's kingdom. They began to build the wall. They developed a plan of attack, and they put in place fruitful processes to make things work. They prayed, they believed, and when the enemy came to tell them that you can't do that, they said, shut up, enemy, and they kept moving forward. That's how winning is done. And they got her done. In 52 days, they built a wall. And then Nehemiah saw the people were tired and wore out, so he told them about the, world, the Word of God. And they began to read the Word of God. I've, I've told you all this the last three weeks, right? But I want you to continue to see this progression. They read the Word of God, and then Nehemiah and the priest Ezra began to show them how to read it with, through the eyes of grace. Because you can read the Word through an eye of condemnation and, and go away sad. But God wants you to read it through the eyes of grace. He, Nehemiah insisted on they have joy for the journey. And so they went camping, right? We talked about all that. In Nehemiah 9-2, right after they went camping, it says, Those of Israelite descent had separated themselves from all the foreigners. In other words, they set themselves apart. They stopped being like the world. They stood in their places, and they confessed their sins and the sins of their ancestors. They stood where they were and read from the book of the law of the Lord their God for a quarter of the day. And they spent another quarter in confession and in worshiping the Lord their God. They did godly things. They read the word. They confessed their sins. They thought about their past and said, I'm sorry, God. None of us are perfect. We're going to make mistakes. So for the relationship part, I know we're already positionally forgiven, but it would be good for the relationship part, good for us to continue to confess our sins when we, we make mistakes, to learn from our sins. So they read the Word of God, and they, they spent another quarter of the day in confession, and then worshiping the Lord. All these things are good for our hearts. They prayed and remembered all that God had did, and they vowed 
The whole nation vowed to take their faith seriously. I'm just, I'm just going to be honest for a minute. The American church as a whole doesn't take their faith seriously. It's just a small part of their life. And God wants to be your life. I, I hope you know that. They vowed to take their faith seriously and to maintain the temple. In other words, to be a part of building what God was building. To be a part of building the church. And when they had finished the walls, they dedicated the walls with a huge celebration. Say great joy. There was great joy in finishing the work God had given them to do. Now, I'm going to ask you, do you see any correlation between us and them? Because if I go back, Nehemiah gave them a vision. They, not his vision, but God's vision. Do we kind of know what God's vision is for us as a people? It says they were motivated to build God's kingdom. Are we motivated? Yes. Do we try our best to keep motivated? Yes. Do we have a plan of, pro uh, of attack? Yes. Do we have processes in place that will be fruitful towards that? Like our life groups and our next step classes and our outreaches and our, and our departments and our Sunday celebration and our loving attitude. Those are all processes that help people want to know Jesus and build the kingdom. Have we prayed? Have we believed? Have we fought off enemy attacks? Do we believe the word of God? And do we read it with eyes of grace? Because there's a lot of churches that read the word of God in a different way. And it, and it puts people under condemnation. And my word says that there is therefore now no condemnation to them that are in Christ Jesus. Have we ins are we insisting on building joy along the way? Are we a fun church? Are we serious about that? Didn't we just go on a camping trip? <laughs> have we prayed and remembered all God has done for them? Do we take our faith seriously and we, have we vowed to maintain the temple? Great joy for those who pursued Jesus and God's calling for their life. So I, I got seven things we're going to talk about. Last week we had, what, five or six I'm going to just skip through these pretty quickly. And I think today will be the last message on joy. We're already uh, doing great on time. So seven things. Let me ask you some questions that will reveal your aptitude for joy. These are things that you must put in place if you want to live a life of joy. If you want to say, woohoo, what joy. Number one, are you a grateful person? Are you grateful for all that God has given. You know, gratitude fixes a bad attitude. 
Psalms 1.1 says, Oh, the joys for those who do not follow the advice of the wicked or stand around with sinners or join in with mockers. That's the first verse in all of Psalms, 150 chapters. It says, you're not going to have any joy if you're hanging around at the water cooler talking about the government, talking about Sally so-and-so over an accountant. Mocking the things of God with the rest of the world. Oh, the joys of those who do not do these things. Stand in the way of sinners and join in with mockers. No, we must be grateful. I know I've seen some preaching lately that they're so mad at the way the world's going. And it's, it's almost like part of the church has become a political rally. Mm-mm. Uh-uh, not here. We don't see Democrat, Republican. We see lost and found. Amen. Amen. We are of the kingdom of heaven. We're not mired in the political structure. We're higher than that. If we're going to love people, we love people of all persuasions. So have an attitude of gratitude. Number two, have you made good friends in this life? I know men especially, they get to seeking their call or whatever it is, their job, and they just get to where they don't have fun anymore. They don't have anybody to tell their, their uh, good news to. They don't have anybody to celebrate. And there's no joy. I mean, there's, you can have joy by yourself, but it's awful hard. And joy is like multiplied when you get to share it with someone. And there's great joy in fellowship and having somebody to do life with together. Number three, are you serving and sharing Jesus? I mean, come on. That's what we were created to do. That's our number one commission, to go into all the world and share this good news. Joy is better when it's shared. And if you don't do what you're called to do, then you're going to always be missing a big piece of your life. There's power in sharing. Number four, are you obedient to God's word? There's no winning in sinning. There's no winning in sinning. It's a joy killer. Psalms 128.1 says, How joyful are those who fear the Lord and who follow His ways. Say, follow His ways. That's where the joy is. Proverbs 16.20 says, Those who listen to instruction. Say, listen to instruction. Will prosper. Those who trust the Lord will be joyful. Psalms 48 says, I take joy in doing your will. Not just sit around and talk about doing your will. I take joy in doing your will, my God, for your instructions are written on my heart. If something is written on your heart, it seems like it might be important. Jeremiah said in Chapter 15, verse 16. When I discovered your words, I devoured them. 
Let me tell you something. If you're reading the Bible because you have to, you're missing the point. You're, you're, you're under the law. But if you'll come out from that and you'll read the Word because you love Jesus and He is the Word, if you'll begin to read the Word because you want to, because you know it is the wisdom for your life, for your path, for, your, for everything, if you be begin to read the Word and devour the Word like you, we ought to, he says, there are my joy and my heart's delight. For I bear your name, O Lord of heaven's armies. You know, don't live a life of sin and then blame God because you have no joy. Don't do everything that God says don't do and don't do anything that he says do and say, well, I don't know about all that joy of the Lord. That's right. You don't know about it. <laughs> you can't do everything wrong and expect right results. So are you obedient to God's word is number four. Number five, are you filled with the Holy Spirit? Holy Spirit come. Galatians 5 tells us that joy is a fruit of the Holy Spirit. You're going to reject the Holy Ghost and think you're going to find joy in this life? I say fill her up. If you trust God, Jesus said trust in me. And if you trust Jesus, then trust in the Holy Ghost because that's Jesus' spirit. And say fill her up. Don't say give me a quarter of a tank. Don't say, give me, give me enough just to get to work and back. Say, fill her up. Let it run on out, out of the tank. Remember Heath was filling that tank up with that water hose? Well, go on and fill it up to overflowing with the Holy Ghost. Fill your life with the Holy Spirit. Romans 14, 17 says, For the kingdom of God is not a matter of what we eat or drink, but living a life of goodness and peace and joy. In the Holy Spirit. Where's the joy? In the Holy Spirit. He is the spirit of joy. Don't reject your joy. Receive your joy. Be filled with your joy. Number six. Is your primary focus love? What I mean is when you wake up in the morning, is it all about you? Or have you ever woke up in the morning and said... Lord, help me be a good man today or a good woman. Who can I help today? How can I be there for someone? Lord, place people on my heart that I can call and reach out to, pray for. Are you living a life of love? Is your primary focus love? Jesus told us that our main thing is to love. What's the greatest commandment? To love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength, and to love your neighbor as yourself. These two. And in that, you'll do what we said a while ago, is to go share it. Right after he told us that in John 15, 11, he says, I have told you these things so that you will be filled with my joy. 
Yes, your joy will overflow. Love brings joy. You say, every time I try to love, on, love somebody, they turn around and do this, and they hurt my feelings and everything. Yeah, they do. But you know what? Love doesn't take account of wrongs. Love just keeps on loving. What was that Angie got on the refrigerator? Says something that Mother Teresa says. They, if, if you love them, they'll do this, but you love them anyway. She walks around with that shirt that says, love anyway. I said, throw that thing in the garbage. I'm tired of seeing it. You wear it all the time. <laughs> love anyway, love anyway, love anyway, love anyway. But it's true. We have to decide to love. We have to decide to put ourselves out there. We have no joy. There's two fruits that go hand in hand. The love and the joy. And then the seventh thing is really my point here. And it's the point of every message I've ever preached. Jesus brings us joy. <laughs> Psalms 34, 5 says, Those who look to him for help will be radiant with joy. When Moses went up on the mountain to look for him for help, he came down radiant. The closer you are to the nuclear reactor, the more radiation is going to get off on you. Those who look to him for help will be radiant with joy. The joy is the joy of the Lord. He is the joy. No shadow of shame will darken their faces. Just a radiant joy. You know, the father looked down and saw Jesus. What did he say? This is my beloved son. He brings me great joy. John the Baptist was still in his mama's womb when Mary walked in the room. He leapt for joy. A little baby. Before he even came, the angels said, Today is born a Savior. He will be a great joy to the world. Joy to the people in the deep blue sea. Joy to you and me. Bo, 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 bo. <laughs> now, Jeremiah was a bullfrog. <laughs> but I don't know where I'm going with that. <laughs> Mama, it's your fault. You had that eight track, three dog night. But joy is simply a byproduct of spending time with God. All these other things that we've mentioned will happen if you're pursuing God, if you're spending time with Him. When you're walking with Him, you're going to do the things He does. Psalms 43, 4 says, Therefore, I will go to the altar. 
Now, I didn't plan that this morning, but God did. Therefore, I will go to the altar of God, to God, the source of all my joy. He is the source of all my joy. He is a, a river of living joy coming out of me. Living joy. Psalms 34, 8 says, taste and see that the Lord is good. Oh, the joys of those who take refuge in Him. When something bad has happened, when a bad doctor report comes, this or that, who are you running to? Who are you running to? Psalms 22, 26 says, the poor will eat and be satisfied, and all who seek the Lord and praise Him, their hearts will rejoice with everlasting joy. And that's the good part, because His joy never ends. And when you seek the Lord, you know this joy is never going to end. The worst it's going to get is down here on this side. Psalms 5.11 says, But let all who take refuge in you rejoice. Let them sing joyful praises forever. Spread your protection over them, that all who love your name, say love his name, name. will be filled with joy. Do you love his name? Oh, all who call upon the Lord will be saved. There is no other name by which a man can be saved. It is the name above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow and every tongue confess. Jesus is Lord. He's the captain of my joy. I love his name. I love his name. Psalm 70 verse 4 says, But may all who search for you be filled with joy and gladness in you. May those who love your salvation repeatedly shout, God is great. God is great. Woohoo! But you know what? Joy is something you have to keep stirring. If not, it'll get stuck to the pan. Joy needs maintenance. You can have joy this morning. You can go out this afternoon and do everything we said not to do. And that joy will flee from you quicker than a bow weevil sliding down. No. you got to maintain your joy. You, if you read the end of Nehemiah, it's so sad. Nehemiah stirred the people and he did to all these good works, showed them God's vision, helped them accomplish it. They built the walls. They built the temple of God back. Everything was going good. But then the Babylonian king says, Nehemiah, I need you back to be my cupbearer. He must have been good at cupbearing too. So he goes back. And he's there, they estimate, between 10 and 12 years back in his job. And I guess he gets vacation time or something, or he asked the king, can I go back and check on Jerusalem? You know, he went back and checked on Jerusalem, and they were doing everything in their power to tear down the walls that they had built. I mean, not literally, but all the good things, all that vow that they had made to God, they had forgotten. They were being mean to one another. They weren't loving one another. They weren't helping one another anymore. 
And you remember Sanballat and Tobiah, I told you, they were enemies of God that had fought so hard to keep the walls from being built? They had moved Tobiah into the temple and let him rent some rooms out to his buddies in the temple. They had let filth invade the things of God. And they <laughs> obviously wasn't a recipe for joy. So we can be happy today, but if we don't continue our pursuit of Jesus, his love, to share his name, and to be grat grateful and to, to make friends and all these things that we've talked about. If we don't continue to do that, how many knows this life is a long journey? You have your ups and your downs. You go through a season where this happens and then you, you bounce back, but then you've lost the, 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 grain, the, gain that you, the ground that you had gained. I'm sorry. You see what I'm saying? And you have to stir yourself back up. Get that rotten egg stirred up. So maybe that's where we are. Stir yourselves up. So me and Heath were sitting there, my brother, we were on our muddy little knees crying out to God, God, please get this three-wheeler cranked. Help us at least get it back to the barns so that Papa won't know until we leave. Please let Mama come get us. And I got on that three-wheeler, and, and I knew it wasn't going to crank because that thing was locked up smooth. And I turned that key, and it cranked. It didn't want to. It's a I was so happy. I rode that thing to the water hose. We sprayed it off, put it in the barn. We called Mama. Mama, come get us for this. That's the Italian does. You know, I don't even know what happened after that. I never heard from Papa about that. Maybe he thought he blew it up. I don't know. <laughs> but you know what? That's how we live our life, some of us. Winding and out. Full RPMs. We live our life full force and wonder why we don't have any joy. Just wallowing around in the mud. Turning our green pastures into, and still waters into a muddy mess. But if you follow the Lord, you have green pastures. Still waters. We get bogged down in the mud. We run hot until we, we blow a head gasket. Maybe some of you are here today and say, I've blown a head gasket, Pastor. I'm at the end of myself. That's why the altars are always open. I know somebody who listens and answers prayer and who will restore you right away. But some of us are just still going. Can't get along with our brothers, don't know how to pray, just hoping our problems will go away. What a mess. What a mess we make of this life. And if that's you, no condemnation. Join the club. We have all fallen short of God's glorious ways and standards. But Malachi 4.2, <laughs> it 
You know, I have lived caged. I lived 32 years of my life not knowing Jesus. Until I was, <laughs> I had blown a head gasket. I was on my way out. I was about to lose my family, everything that I had. I know what it's like to be caged. But Malachi says in chapter 4, verse 2, But you who fear my name, the Son of Righteousness will rise with healing in his wings. And you will go free. Leaping with joy. Like cows or calves let out to pasture. What does it look like when a cow is let out to pasture? I got a video just to show you. Well, it's a beautiful spring day in April, so um, we're going to start letting our animals out now. First, let's go out of the young stock. So these have been in all winter, and they're not used to actually going on grass, some of these, so it'll be a bit of a shock for them. Let's see how they all react. Oh, that was off like a rocket. Leaping for joy. Woohoo! Look at this, brilliant. Look, it's it? a new day. The excitement here. Green pastures. <laughs> oh, girls and boys. Oh, they're, they're not hanging around. Look at that. <laughs> <laughs> little resources. Look, the other was joining in. That's a lot of you wouldn't come to the altar. Y'all just kind of hanging back to see if anybody else is going to do it. Now, we're letting these out today. That's good, that's good. And I think we're going to let the cows out tomorrow. We ought to be leaping for joy. We've been set free. He who the sun sets free is free indeed. Hallelujah. We got green pastures every day. Hallelujah. We can't... We can't <laughs> Just grow complacent and not, a, not grat, have gratitude for the green grass of home that God has made for us. God has blessed us so much. Psalms 16, 11, and I'm going to close with this. He says, you will show me the path of life. The psalmist is talking to God. You will show me the path. In your presence... Is fullness of joy. That's where the full joy is. In his presence. And at your right hand are pleasures forevermore. Some of us have maybe stopped seeking God like we used to. Maybe we don't make quiet time anymore. We don't shut the world down. And the world is... Intentional about what it's doing. It's trying to distract and busy. But if you'll seek to get into the presence of the Lord, you'll find the fullness of joy. You'll be free to leap for joy like those cows. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If you're here today, you don't know Jesus, guess what? He knows you. He has always known you. He created you in your mother's womb. He gave you purpose and direction. And if even if you didn't follow it, he's been chasing you down your whole life saying, I'm still here. All you got to do is come to the gate. He says, I am the gate. I am the way. Let me unlock it for you. Whoa! Come on out into the joy of the Lord. Come on out. Give your heart to Jesus. 
shed all the, the weary and the heavy laden uh, and the sin that you have carried for so long and be free and leap for joy. It's an everlasting joy. He wants to offer you eternal life right now. If you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, He died on the cross to take away all your sin and your darkness and to give you a fresh start if you will just receive the pardon. He offers it to you today. He's ready to swing open the gates. Swing open, oh ye gates. Swing open wide to the pastures of the Lord. Come on in. Join the family. Come on in. All you need to do is pray with me like this. Say, God, open the gates. Be the Lord of my life. I seek your, your will. I want to live in your presence. I want joy. I repent of my sins. I believe that you'll resurrect me like you were resurrected. Give me eternal life. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Help me do these things we've learned today. And not only walk in joy, but be able to share this joy with the whole world. In Jesus' name, amen. to the podcast today. We hope you enjoyed it and that it inspires you to live out God's Word. For more information, visit us at www.mypassion.church.